Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1807. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Lullington, North Carolina, with a very special guest by the name of Cassidy Nixon. Cassidy, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Thank you, Mark. Yes, yes, I do. All right, cool. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you? Hmm, so actually, I was... When I was growing up, I was into photography a lot. So I was always going to car shows as a younger girl. Mm -hmm. And I would go with my family and I would take photos all day long. And that was my way of just appreciating the craftsmanship and beauty of all the cars there. And I have some neat shots of multiple different vehicles. Well, that's cool. Do you still like photography today? I do. I, I love photography. I love taking pictures of stuff. You know, I took my son, he's older now, he's not super old, but he's 27, took him to a lot of car shows, and I would give him one of my cameras, and I always found, because of his, who he was, his height, and his size, and his interests, his pictures were so different than mine, and I have a library of over 110,000 images of automotive imagery, basically, because of all the car shows I've gone to and races and so forth. And he always had a great eye and some really interesting perspectives just because he was at a different level than I was and had a different interest. So I think it's fascinating. As you get older, uh, you'll probably find that your uh, perspective on things changes and what you shoot and what you like to shoot will change as well. But I think that's great. And nowadays you can keep these pictures really handy versus the old days when we had these prints of things that you had to put in shoe boxes when I was a kid. So, uh, yes, yes, definitely. I can actually see how much my taste has changed from back then to now and see what I take pictures of now versus what I used to take. I love getting all the different angles and stuff. And um, I, my, even my angles and stuff has changed as I've gotten older and bigger. So yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Very cool. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Cassidy Nixon is an 18-year-old student at Central Carolina Community College, where she's studying automotive restoration, collision repair, and refinishing. She started the program as a CCP student when she was just 16 years old. Cassidy is an RPM Scholar Future Techs Rock Automotive Restoration Student of the Year for 2020. Congratulations. That's very cool. Collision Repair Education Foundation 2019 Student of the Year runner-up and CCCC Outstanding Student in automotive restoration and in collision repair and refinishing. And she was featured in the Good Guy, Good Guys Gazette. Pretty cool. Plus, she has already begun her first customer project. She's working on a 1970 Chevy K10. And her first vehicle was a 1984 Chevy K10 that she restored herself. So you're off to a great start. We'll be back in just a minute to learn more about Cassidy and future but first a word from our valued sponsors so keep your seatbelts on we'll be right back one of your vehicle's interior surfaces that gets a lot of abuse is your dashboard the sun beats down and those damaging uv rays cause massive heat cycles resulting in color changes and sometimes cracks 
My friends at Covercraft have a great solution for you and for me. Their custom-tailored dash mats protect your dash from heat buildup while providing a stylus solution. You can choose from a variety of styles and colors, including carpet, suede mat, that's the one I have for my vehicles, Carhartt limited edition velour mats, and the Ultimat for trucks and SUVs. Another great benefit of your Covercraft dash mat is that it eliminates the harsh glare the sun produces from your dash to the inside of your windshield, which can make driving a hazard. Covercraft's dash mat design center is located in Arizona, where they know about harsh sun. I've got a special deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. And that's who protects my Porsche Turbo. That's right, the one I call my Orange Crush. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 224 9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. All right, Cassidy, we are back. So let's go a little deeper into the corner here. I'd love for you to share more about this track that you're on because you're really the future of the automotive industry for young people. And one of the things that old people like me are worried about is will there be enough young people to come into the trades and work on these cars in the future? I've talked to several young people and judging by what I've heard, I'm not worried at all about the future. So let's start with how did you get on this track? What inspired you to want to work in this field? So I've always been into cars and um, I've always gone to car shows. My dad and my grandpa were into cars. So it was always us fixing what we had. And that's what they told me is we had old vehicles and it was always me in the shop helping them fix them. So I was actually looking into different pathways for college at the local community college. Mm -hmm. And we went to the College and Career Promise program, and we were looking around at the different programs that were offered. I realized that there was an automotive restoration program here at the local college, and that is what I decided to do as furthering my education. You know, this is really interesting because at a young age, most people at a young age have no clue as to what they want to do. I didn't. When I first, my first two years of college, I was trying to figure it all out and I changed my major twice and a third time. I just didn't know what I was up to. But having this start at such an early age, now CCP, you were really started the program back when you were just 16, a couple of years ago. I mean, even at a younger age. So 
What is it about automotive restoration, collision repair, refinishing, and who knows where your career will take you once you really get into this? What is it about that that you found so fascinating? I've always loved turning old stuff into new, taking uh, it back to its prime. Yeah. So um, I love metalworking. I love body work. I love painting. I love upholstery. <laughs> I love engine repair. Like I love everything about taking the car from the ground up and restoring every aspect of it. And it's just so interesting to me to see the old craftsmanship and getting to make it back to the way that it used to be. Do you think that your love for this is part of why you were student of the year runner up? You were student of the year at uh, Future Tech's Rock Automotive Restoration. I mean, you really are into this. So do you see in your classrooms, are there a lot of other females? Is it mostly males? Or are you starting to see a, a more of an equal mix happening? Um, Actually, I am one of three females that I've had in the three years of being here, wow. like that have been in my class. Yeah. Um, the first year that I was here, there was a older female. She was in her 40s. Mm-hmm. And so she was just doing it as a hobby. And then I was the only girl in my second year. And then we got another girl for a little bit of our second year. And then she graduated and moved on. But since I was so young going into this, I split it up into multiple years so that way I could get all the information that I needed and get the practice doing it and not rush it. So yeah, we actually are the majority of, we have the majority of guys here. Mm -hmm. So normally I'm the only female in the class. Well, there's a start there. Everything starts with one and then moves forward. So I'm excited because I just came off of the month of March. I dedicated the entire month to uh, women's month and I had Females on there from a senior in high school that was just about to graduate by your age, all the way through to a woman who was the first woman hired by General Motors to be an exterior car designer, Joan Kramer. And this was back in the 60s. So a wide variety of people from all different industries. And it just kind of shows that I really see in my talks with people, women are coming on stronger and stronger. More and more women are coming into the industry. They're feeling more welcomed by people. I think it's great. Now, you mentioned you liked bodywork, collision repair, painting, upholstery. Is there a path that you see yourself, a specialty that you're going down, or right now are you just trying to hone all those skills? Right now, I'm just trying to hone all those skills. Actually, my goal is to start my own shop and good for you. do everything. So I want to do everything from the ground up, take a car that's brought in that is completely beat up, and I want to do every aspect of restoring the car. So the engine work, the metal shaping, the body work, the paint work, the upholstery. I want to do everything. Wow. Well, good for you. That's tremendous to have that insight and that goal ahead of you. I have no doubt you're going to achieve those goals. And I've had some women on that did just that, uh, some even later in their life where they decided to make a major career shift and started uh, doing those things. So uh, as I say, you go, girl. Uh, That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, really, really cool. But I think you're going down the right path to learn all the different skill sets right now and then start to develop those as you move forward. You know, you mentioned your dad and your grandpa as being guiders for this passion that you've acquired in cars. Uh, Who were the driving or maybe one person you want to talk about or multiple driving inspirations in your life, these mentors that we surround ourselves with to help us be more successful? Was there one or two that were really influential for you? 
Well, my parents, they're definitely the ones that shaped my life and made me who I am. I would not be who I am without my parents. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that inspire me to follow my dreams and do whatever I found passion in. Um, as far as career rise, my instructor here at CCCC, Kyle Rhodes, he has been the one to help me shape my career and whatever I wanted to achieve. He has helped me every step of the way to learn it and help me achieve it. So I have many great people, my whole family. Everybody has definitely made me who I am today, and I am so appreciative of them. That's cool. And being appreciative of gratitude is uh, the key thing here. Well, definitely to a happy life as well. If you were going to advise other young, let's say young women or young guys, either or, to go into this career path, if they look at you and say, wow, I mean, you're, you're 18 years old and you already know where you're heading. That's tremendous. How would you advise them if they have an inkling to go into automotive, automotive restoration and repair? Just further your ed education and always be willing to try new things and jump out of your comfort zone. Yeah. College is a great way to start your career off in this field. So if you can find a technical college somewhere close by you, that would be an awesome thing to try out and just see if you like it. It definitely did a good amount of help with making me who I am today. So. Yeah, absolutely. Try things you've never done before. Yes. And uh, that's something I've heard from so many people and surround yourself with people who are very skilled at this. You can even go to a shop and say, hey, I'm willing to work for free for a summer just to be around it to, to look. Maybe I'm just sweeping floors, but at least I can see what you're doing. Watch, ask questions and see if this is the right thing for me. So that's really, really good advice. Let's take a short break. We come back. I want to ask you about Maybe a big challenge that you faced so far in your career in this path. So keep the seatbelts on and we'll be right back with Cassidy Nixon, the future of automotive techs. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions. And I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious and a unique experience is not to be missed. And coming soon, something new for you Cars Yeah listeners. I'll be teaming up with Craig Jackson on the first ever Barrett-Jackson podcast coming to your mobile devices every week. Listen here on Cars Yeah and check out the Barrett-Jackson website for unique details on this new exciting podcast that I'm very proud to be a part of. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world 
the people who share your passion and mine smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. When you're getting your subscription at LinkageMag.com, be sure to use the code CARSYEAH and they'll give you $10 off. Boom. Done. Great deal. Go to LinkageMag.com today. So Cassidy, what's been a big obstacle so far for you? Maybe a big challenge, maybe even a failure where you felt like you kind of fell flat on your face and had to get up and move forward. And of course, the reason I ask this is not so much about the challenge, the obstacle. It's more about how you use that experience as a learning tool to catapult you even further forward. Yeah, so I am 18 and I'm still learning in life and learning how to do things and just facing different challenges. In this field, I am very young for somebody going into this field and at the rate I am going. So my age has probably been one of the biggest challenges for me because it's always, wow, you're really young. Like (laughs) you haven't, you haven't experienced everything yet. And age does not define you. You can do anything you set your mind to. I have learned that my age has made me become more than what I would have been. Starting at this age, I get to meet multiple different people who are great role models for myself. I get to inspire the other young females around my age that can relate to me. So they come up to me and talk to me and it's like, wow, she's actually my age and she's doing this. I can do it too. So that has been a great thing for me. It turned out great, actually. Yeah. And the other thing I've found The automotive industry is, I believe, and I've heard this from people, not just what I believe, but what other people have told me, is very unique in that most people in the automotive industry love to share their knowledge and their ideas with other people, and especially younger people. Because if you're older and you realize, you know, if we don't bring and be inclusive and bring young people, and especially women, into this industry, there won't be an industry. There'll be nobody to work on these vehicles. In the future, I love the way you're phrasing that concept of being young, that in some ways it's been a disadvantage, but in bigger ways, it's been an advantage because people go, wow, I mean, how do you how do you even know what you want to do in your life at this young point? So you're so far ahead of most people, because, again, it takes some people a long time to figure out what the heck they want to do. Uh, so you're you're in a, a really nice, as they say, the catbird seat. So let's look forward to what I call a bucket list. You know, the world is your oyster, as they say, and you've got so much life ahead of you, so many things that you can do, so many opportunities, and we're in a time in the world that is really, really unique, I believe, compared to when I was younger. There's so many ways for you to reach out to people and get to know people and to learn things. This thing called YouTube. You can just go and watch YouTube videos all day on how to do all sorts of things. I wish I had this kind of stuff when I was a kid. So what are some things that you would like to accomplish as you move forward through your life? And I know it's hard to see way down the road. So let's just look at the next three years as a starting point. 
Okay, so my bucket list starting off would probably be get my own shop, start my own shop, and build my clientele. Um, so that way I can do what I love. Mm-hmm. Some big achievements that I would like to accomplish would be like doing a SEMA build or a a build for the Grand National Roaster Show for and win the America's Most Beautiful Roaster Award. I would love to do that. Or something like the Detroit Autorama. I would love to do builds to be able to carry to those shows. That is what I would like to achieve in the future. And um, that is what I look forward to doing. You know, you've got a big bucket, my friend. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. But, you know, I always say there's a great book by Jim Collins, Good to Great. And he talks about how businesses go from being small, successful business to great businesses. And a lot of it applies to people. And one of them is big, hairy, audacious goals. Set these big, massive goals, goals that you can't even imagine how you're even going to achieve them. But it's like that old saying, how do you get to the top of a mountain? One step at a time, and eventually you're up there. Have you reached out and connected with some people as of yet that have done the things that you want to do? Um, I've been in contact with a few people. I'm still building up my contact bases mm-hmm. as I am getting older and more into this field. I love talking to people who are doing what I I love doing. I have a very big bucket list. Yeah, definitely. no doubt. Some people will say it's a bit insane, but if I set my goals high and I shoot for the moon, then at least I'll, I can get part of the way there, yeah. I'm sure. So yeah. even the small achievements mean a lot to me. Even these customer cars that I'm doing now, I never thought I would get to this point at the age that I am at, but it is great achievements for me so far. So I set my goals high because I have confidence in myself that if I want something, I will figure out a way to get it. There you go. That's the attitude to have. Well, I'll, I'll give you this idea here, Cassidy, is I've interviewed so many people and everyone I've interviewed are so, they're so helpful and they're in all different aspects of fabricating and building. And you can just go to my website and you'll see under resources, fabricators, and there's a, hundreds of them there. And you can reach out to all of them. And that would be a good starting point for you. I'd encourage you to do that. I've done that with other people here. They're all willing to talk to people. And personally, if I can make an introduction to anybody that's been on this show, now that you're a Cargia alumni, I'd be happy to connect you with those people. Because that's a great next step for you to start to talk with people who've gotten there. Years ago, there was a gentleman named Tony Robbins. He's a very famous guy, very famous motivational speaker. And he was a client of mine way back when I was in my 20s when he was just starting. I did graphic design advertising work for him. And one of the things he told me was he said, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just meet people who've already done what you want to do successfully and talk to them. And he built an entire multi almost billion dollar empire around that so that's the path i would suggest that you head down and cars jazz here and happy to help so uh, take advantage of that situation for sure thank you definitely you're welcome great bucket list so let's talk about a special vehicle i mentioned in your introduction that you've already done your own restoration you're working on another vehicle and perhaps even another one for for people's cars. What's a really special vehicle in your life so far? Is it that car that you worked on, your first uh, Chevy build? Yes, it would definitely be my truck, my 1984 K10. Um, I 
went and purchased that when I was 15. Me and my dad went and picked it up. The transmission was messed up. And um, we went and picked it up as a project for myself because that's what I wanted. I wanted to do my own car and have it my own custom thing. Mm-hmm. So that was before I started school, actually. So me and my dad went and picked it up when I was 15. Um, we had worked on it some to get it ready for when I turned 16. So that would I, way I would have a vehicle to drive. So we worked on some of the stuff that the mechanical aspects just to make it where I could drive it. I brought it in and worked on it a little bit after I turned 16 and started here at the school. And I learned what I did, what I learned here at the school and I used it on my truck. Every aspect of that truck I did it for a reason. So there's a lot of things that I did on a budget that made me think outside the box. And those are now my favorite, my favorite aspects of the truck. And it taught me a lot. It taught me that you do not give up. I had a (laughs) lot of work put into that truck because it was beat up. It was an old farm truck and it was just, oh, it's just a truck. It, It needs, it's doing its job. So When I got it and I was showing it some love, it took a lot of love. (laughs) I learned how to do body work on that truck, which is very big because it has an eight-foot bed. And it is a very, very big canvas. So I learned right off the bat on a very, very big canvas. So, (laughs) Well, you sent me a picture. Is that the picture you sent me with uh, the the gray, dark gray color it looks like? Yes. Yes, it is. That thing's huge. Like, you need a ladder to get into that thing? I jump. um, (laughs) I'm going to keep it with no steps until I can't jump anymore. But eventually, I'll probably have to put steps on it. (laughs) My mom, when she goes to get into it, I have to get her a step ladder out because she's shorter (laughs) than I am. So, (laughs) Yeah, it's a big truck. uh, Listeners, you can go to Cassidy's show notes page on the Cars website and see a picture. You did a marvelous job. The thing... I mean, if you told me that was an old farm truck at one point, I'd say, what? It looks far from that. Uh, very, very nice job. I like the color, too. Very uh, subdued and uh, kind of stealthy, if you will, with the black wheels and so forth. So what a way to start with, a, as you said it, you said it very nicely, a giant canvas. Yes, indeed. That thing's huge. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Very cool. Very impressive. So I'm going to be a bit of a psychologist here and get into your head a little bit here, Cassidy. If you were a vehicle, and this isn't what you want to be, this is you and your personality manifest into a vehicle, what would Cassidy Nixon be? And more importantly, why? Well, this is a hard one for me. I've given this a lot of the thought in the past. Good. And I've never really been able to decide. I love so many different cars and each different craftsmanship speaks to me differently. Myself, personally, I would probably be a mixture of all things combined. Okay. Um, a bit I've, of a Frankenstein build? Maybe a, cus- yeah. a custom resto mod or something? <laughs> I see myself tough. So okay. I'm definitely... I could see myself being a truck. Yeah. So... I am also small, so I can see myself being a small little car. Hmm. I'm feisty and competitive, so I can see myself as a race car. Okay. So it's kind of like everything combined because my personality is not just one thing specific. It's like a mixture of all things. Yeah. So. Yeah. I see. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a custom build going on here, especially since you've chosen this path of restoration and repair and body work and all and so forth. So I can see that happening. The guest of mine, Harold Cleworth, who's an artist, he gave me the idea for this question many years ago. 
And he was a bit of a Frankenstein answer. And I've heard some of that from some people. The front of, of the front of him was an uh, at Austin, Austin Martin, I think, or uh, Austin Healy, I should say, and Austin Healy, because he's from England. But the back was a Cadillac Biarritz. And if you combine those two cars, they're so different and so <laughs> crazy. But it kind of made sense because he's a very, he's very eclectic, artisty, painter kind of guy. So tough, small truck, feisty, competitive, custom build. Yeah, I think you're a bit of a resto mod. Yeah, I'm a bit all over the place, that's for sure. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Do you tend to prefer contemporary cars versus older cars? Is there an era of vehicle that you tend to migrate towards when you just go to a car show and you think of cars you like? Normally... I stick with like 90s and above. So like 90, 1990 and up is where I normally stick to. Okay. Um, I appreciate all cars for sure, but I love the craftsmanship of the old stuff. So, Well, this is a cool part too, because if you look at car auctions and cars that are being sold now, a generation a little bit older than you perhaps... Let's see, if you're 18, what gen were you, are you qualified as? Because you're not a millennial, right? You're too young for that. I think I'm, am I a Gen C, I think? I don't know. They've got so many now, there's too many categories. Yeah, I've never been able to keep up with it. (laughs) Well, that's probably a good thing. Uh, You don't have to fall into a classification, but I'm starting to see cars from the 80s and 90s and newer selling for pretty good prices. Cars that are, you know, saved. And in fact, I saw on Bring a Trailer, a uh, VW Golf cabriolet not too long ago sell for seventy thousand dollars now it had extremely low miles it was like a car that had been put into a cocoon and never driven sadly but those were pretty just basic standard cars back in the 80s late 70s 80s and so forth so yeah it's nice to see that'll give the next generation your generation some opportunity to uh, go after cars that that you liked when you were younger Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, Very cool. Now, what are some of the ways, because I've learned this over time meeting so many people, that we are happiest as human beings when we give back to others, when we help other people. That really is the secret sauce to a happy life is giving to others. So some of the ways that you try to do that for people in the automotive sector. I always enjoy giving advice and teaching somebody new, something new. Mm-hmm. I love doing demos at car shows. That's part of the reason why I was featured in the Good Guys Gazette is I was doing a metal shaping demo and then I got featured. And I had a good deal of people standing around watching and I was able to just give them some advice and tell them what was going on. Mm-hmm. That way they could get an insight into what was happening. One of my biggest things that I have a passion for is I started this workshop through the school and it's called girls at the garage so i don't know if you've heard of it before or not i'm sure you have bogey started girl gang garage yeah and i was inspired by that after seeing her stuff and i thought that hey why don't i start a workshop that i could teach something somebody something new and let them just try it for themselves so i started this workshop to two years ago, I believe. And I started it through the school here. I've only been able to host a few so far because COVID hit and then restrictions got crazy. But um, the ones that I did host, I did just basic, basic car maintenance. I got to teach them how to take care of their cars, teach them something new, how to check their fluids, how to check their tires, and how to wash their car properly so that way it doesn't get all messed up and scratched up and all. And I have a passion for that. I love teaching something somebody something new. So um, 
I hope in the future that I can grow Girls at the Garage and make it into something big um, because I think in our local neighborhoods and stuff that that would be something that could grow pretty big. You know, that's really a great thing that you're doing there. I used to do something years ago called Boys Night Out where I invite buds over to uh, work on their cars and play with cars and show them about car care because I was in that industry. Girls at the Garage and just teaching at the beginning basics so that younger girls that are just starting to drive, you know, sometimes your parents don't teach them that stuff. In this day and age with cell phones, I'll just call somebody to come and help you. Well, why not be able to help yourself? Exactly. Yeah, and have the confidence that you can change a tire and it's no, you know, it's not a big deal. It's a hassle, but it's not like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I think it's great. I hope that you keep that up and keep growing that. Have you had a chance to talk with Bogey or meet her? I have not. I would love to do that. That That is a dream of mine. I will make an introduction because she would be happy to talk with you. What she's doing with the All Girls Garage and, uh, and all her programs and her SEMA builds. I've had people on this show that never even did anything as far as builds and went and spent a week with her uh, and got to work on one of her SEMA builds and so forth. So I'll make sure I make an introduction. Bogey would love to talk to you, no doubt. She's wonderful person. So awesome. We'll, awesome. I would love that. We'll make sure that happens for you. Now, when it comes to books, is there a book that perhaps you've read lately that you'd like to share with others? I have never really read anything as far as car related. I've read different ones that have different insights to, as to what cars were made with and uh -huh. what they came offered as and pictures of just different craftsmanships and stuff. I love any kind of classic car book with pictures. I love yeah. looking at stuff. <laughs> the thing that stuck with me the most over the past few years is actually there were like old pamphlets and different volumes of the Chrysler Product Restorers Club oh. that they would mail out in the 1970s. And my instructor actually gave these well, loaned them to me during a project that I was doing for the school um, because we had a research class. And in these, it was different. They had different advertisements for upcoming cars and they had different old cars and like different specs and stuff that you could learn about them. And also in the back, it had a ad section. So it would have different ads of old used parts, old vehicles, everything from like I think I saw one in there from the 30s and there were several different ones that were just listed and it had the prices and stuff and that interests me so much. You can definitely learn a lot from old articles and advertisements and stuff if you sit there and read through them. Oh yeah, and nowadays with the uh, on online you can find these things in print that people have put up there digitized so that you can find things online you don't have to go and find the actual books. That's fascinating. Chrysler Restorers books from the 70s. Very, very cool. Well, we'll take one more break. And when we come back, I'm going to allow you to go on what I call the ultimate drive. So keep the seatbelts on. We'll be right back. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the United States are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand. And we need young women and men to consider these careers as a viable path to a fulfilling life. I've interviewed hundreds of women in the automotive sector here on Cars Yeah, and I know that women make great techs. That's why I support the nonprofit Tech Force Foundation and its Women Techs Rock initiative to ensure women see themselves 
in the profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. All right, we're back. Now, I have a magic scepter which enables you to go on a ultimate drive. And here's how it works. You get to choose the vehicle. You get to choose who you're with. This could be somebody living or someone who's from the past. You get to decide who's driving this vehicle. And I need to know, what are you going to be talking about? So kind of the what, where, when, how, and who. So what would be your ultimate drive? So... Back when I was younger, before I started in this industry, my dad would bring me home different magazines and stuff. And there was always some articles in there about Jesse Combs. Mm. Jesse Combs was an uh, American professional racer and also a metal fabricator. She was a great role model for different young girls, including myself. I looked up to her a lot and she inspired me to do this. I actually got into welding and looked up to her because my dad brought me home those magazines and they were all welding magazines. So I had all her different welding helmets and stuff that she had designed herself. If I could go on a drive with her, I would absolutely love that. She was an amazing woman and I would have loved to meet her. Yeah. Jessie's been a guest here on Cars Yeah before we sadly lost her in that tragic accident. And you can go back and listen to her voice and you hear the spirit. I got to spend a weekend with her. I was an MC at a classic car event in Orange County and she was one of the many uh, famous people that I got to interview live up on the stage. And at one point, I believe we had one, two, about six or seven women up there all together where they were all talking about women in the industry. And having her on the show and then having met her in person, she's everything that you would think she would be and more. I mean, just a permanent smile, a spirit, someone who helped people, a mentor. Just so sad that we lost her at such a young age, but she's left a legacy behind and a foundation that continues uh, in her name to help people to this date. What kind of vehicle would you two be in? My dream car is actually a 1967 Fastback Mustang. Cool. So of course, I would have to be we would have to be driving that. <laughs> now, would you be driving or would Jesse? I would definitely have to love to drive with her. <laughs> well, I think that would be pretty pretty fun. Are there some specific things you might ask Jesse? I would just like to know like what inspired her to get into the industry. Just have a conversation about that and see what she thought about it. And also what she learned along the way. Just to get some of her knowledge and have a conversation about it would be so awesome to me. Absolutely. Well, again, listeners, you can go back and listen to Jesse and the Cars yeah website. As with all my 1,807 guests now, all their shows are there for you to enjoy at any moment that you would like to do that. Yeah, uh, Jesse, what an incredible person. Well, listen, Cassidy, you're a pretty incredible lady, too. I really commend you for what you've done so far in your life at such a young age and where you're going. No doubt you are going to be, or I should say continue to be, a great success because you already are. Before I let you go, is there maybe a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer others as they get into the automotive sector and into the automotive career business? Yeah, so... um you can do whatever you set your mind to. Always set your dreams and goals and follow them and do not give up. Um, my favorite quote growing up is, she believed she could, so she did. Mm. And I have always lived by that. If I believe I can do it, I am going to find a way to do it. And that is the way that everybody should be. So just set your goals and keep pushing until you reach what you want to reach. And 
you become what you want to become. I love that. She believes she could, so she did. Uh, it reminds me of a, another great saying, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Yep. So it's all about what you think you can do. What are some ways that people can follow along with you? So I have an Instagram. It is um, Cassidy's Customs. I also have an Instagram that is Girls at the Garage. Um, you can follow along with me and my builds on Cassidy's Customs. And you can follow along with me through my workshops for on Girls at the Garage. And just see what I'm up to. And you can always shoot me a direct message or whatever and get in contact with me. I would love to talk to you. That's fantastic. And I want to do a shout out to Nick Ellis from the RPM Foundation. Uh, they provide services, resources, grants, safeguarding the future of the collector vehicle industry uh, by sustaining hands-on training for young adults and helping people like Cassidy and many, many others. So Nick and the RPM Foundation, wonderful organization. Uh, check it out. I'll put a link to their website as well on Cassidy's show notes page. Cassidy, Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I have all the confidence in the world that the future in automotive tech and restoration is in very capable hands. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much, Mark. You're welcome. This has been great. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!